Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi. Grab your face masks and curl up in your favorite chair for this cozy chat. I'm K-Muse. I'm C.L. Kita. Quickly before we start our episode, remember that we have a Patreon page, which means you can come listen to so many more episodes over there because we do a new one every month just for our Patreon supporters. We also have a Discord channel that is connected into our Patreon tiers, and you can come chat with us daily about all the dramas, including the movies that we're going to discuss today. So if you're wanting that little extra amount of chat with fellow like-minded fans, then come join us over on Patreon, and the link will be in our show notes. So today... We're going to be heading a bit west from Korea, and we're going to chat about some great Indian films that are available on Netflix. K-Muse texted me, and she's like, okay, you have to watch these, because who doesn't love a good Bollywood movie? So Netflix has really increased its Asian content, which includes a bevy of Bollywood movies. Love the alliteration there. <laughs> and since it can be a bit overwhelming, we decided to share three of our favorites for you to check out. Now, we had a whole lot more that we still haven't watched, but these are the three that we've watched in the past week or so. With each film, we have a spoiler-free discussion. Okay, we'll see how that goes. And then a more detailed spoiler segment. Oh, okay, I'm safe, I'm safe. In our show notes, you can find the timestamps for the various discussions in order to avoid anything you don't want to hear yet. So, let's start with film number one, Om Shanti Om. And let me just tell you, you're not going to be able to say that once you watch it. You're going to sing it. You are. Like, it's going through my head right this moment. <laughs> it's all I can do not to sing it. I was, okay, we did a podcast the other day. It was uh, the Maknae and I, and I was telling her about it, and I was I was singing it. I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't stop. I so good. And I'm so glad songs. I finally, like, nagged one of you guys into watching it with me. I just had time to sit down and watch. I've been trying to vacation and trying to have downtime. Yeah. And I haven't watched much of anything, but this week I'm like glued to the TV. I've probably gained five pounds eating popcorn and just sitting on my butt. Well, in this movie, I watched it and my son was just randomly in the room and continued watching it with me. And we get halfway through. There's this scene where it's a totally over the top, ridiculous award show. And one of the um, scenes was a guy who puts a gun in his pants and hip thrusts and shoots bullets. And my son thought that was the best. So oh, it was if you're fabulous. You're a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> you will love the penis gun hip thrusting. So, yeah. It's it's so much of a parody and a mo- I mean, it's it, it stands is. on its own, but it has so many moments where it parodies Bollywood. Yes, it has a lot of layers. And even a newbie watcher, as I am myself, really appreciated those and was able to kind of get some of the jokes. And so it's a lot of fun. So 
we'll get into this. Spoiler free, here's the synopsis. In the 1970s, Om, an inspiring actor, is murdered, but is immediately reincarnated into the present day. He attempts to discover the mystery of his demise and find Shanti, the love of his previous life. Okay, so I have actually had this movie in my Netflix queue for a long time. And I didn't realize why until, and and it just had, you know, your Netflix queue gets so long. And if you're not looking, you know, all you see are the first few and you're like, oh, I need to watch that. But as I was watching it, I was like, I know her. I know her. And I don't know how many of you read the blog, but I did a blog post about Pavati. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably saying it completely wrong. Anyway, I did a blog post about blind a historic- guy? I'm sorry, what? Was it the one with the blind guy? No, 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 no. That, this one was a historical because the only historicals I like are <laughs> Indian. Indian. But I had watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. It's her. It's her. Um, so my first impression was I have to watch this because it was fun to see the clothing from the 70s. It was fun to see the duality of the actors and actresses here. And the thing about Indian movies is they do a really good job with character development. They don't, it's more about the character than it is the setting. Now, the settings are great. You've always got your songs. Um, but I, I was totally on board with this. It was, I was there. I was texting KMU's. Life was good. Padmavat. That's what it was, Padmavat. And um, that's what I saw her in. She was fabulous. Yeah, she's really, really good and so pretty. And I I know when I first started watching this, the reason I started watching Bollywood is I have this book group that I am on in Twitter. And they're big Bollywood fans. And so they talk about all these shows. And I'm like, okay, I need to know what you guys are talking about kind of and so I had them give me a list and I just randomly would click play and then of course review them for the blog I was like okay win win and this is one of the first ones I think it was the second one that I watched ironically the same actor was in both of them and so I've seen a lot of movies by that actor just by chance and I just fell in love. It's so much energy. It is a little cheesy. You have to get past the cheese because especially the 70s, the lead actor and his friend, there's definitely some over-the-top cheese. But if you just settle in and let it sink around you, you really get a great experience. Just get some wine and crackers. It'll be just fine. It is. And I promise you might think, oh, I can't handle this. But again, settled in, it's, I compared it kind of to Stockholm Syndrome because these movies are so long that you just eventually start feeling it. And especially with Om Shanti Om. Okay, stop listening to Kami's right now because there's no Stockholm Syndrome and she's making excuses for something <laughs> that doesn't exist. 
She anyway. doesn't watch something long because she's been in K-drama land for so long. I will sit down and watch me a four-hour long Indian movie. <laughs> That's it's just an experience. experience. But don't let the length put you off either. It's totally worth it. So. Just do an intermission. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, spoiler-free still, let's talk about the pros of this movie. It had a great cast. It had a great premise. And I'm going to say that all the plot twists were fabulous. And they made the best use of side characters that I've ever seen. The side characters were so much fun. Like, really enjoyable. Even, like, random mothers of actresses were quirky and funny and cute. Every role is important. And yeah. you you realize they are weaving an Afghan because it's the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the 70s styles. Oh. That has to be a pro because it was so much fun to see roller skates and disco outfits and the hairstyles. Like the oh, leading the hair. lady's hairstyle when she was in the 70s was fabulous. I have such hair envy, like so much hair envy. I have so much hair envy. And I just, I really felt like this was so original. I mean, I'm sure that there are other movies that are similar and I just haven't watched them. Because I know that um, the theme reincarnation is pretty common. But I just, I loved it. I sat down and watched it. And um, it's going to be on my rewatch list because it was so fun. I've already rewatched it twice since I watched oh, it the first time. That's it is so much fun every single time. And I love that because when I started it, I knew reincarnation was going to be a thing. So when I started it, I thought we were going to get really wham, bam, someone's dead. And then go straight into the modern story arc. But they really delved and fleshed out the past and the relationships so that when I got to the modern time and the reincarnation, it was so much better. And I love that not everyone, there were people still alive that were alive 30 years previous when our leads died. And so they're still around realizing he's reincarnated, but now his best friend's like 60 and he's 30. It's just great. It's awesome. So much fun. I agree. So cons. For me, there was no con. I loved it all. I don't even know why you have it on there. There was because no con. If there's a pro, there has to be a con segment. It's and just one big pro. It is. It's one big pro. I mean, if you hate cheese... You might have to get through some of the cheesy moments, but so worth it. So, so good. You are dead inside if you don't like this movie. <laughs> I mean, Agreed. there's a cold. If, if you're not used, well, most of our readers and listeners are used to other cultures. But the beauty of Netflix is that they have finally started adding so many different um, languages. And being able to look into another culture is amazing. And, you know, it's fantasy, 
but there are things that that everyone can relate to, and I just love it. So, no, no cons. No cons. Now I'm ready to talk about spoilers. Yes. So, spoilers. If you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the movies and come back and listen again, or just jump to the next movie review. So, right. Spoilers. So let's start with our feelings about the OTP, our one true pairing, both in the past and in the present, because we have um, our lead man is reincarnated, but our female lead is not. They find a doppelganger. Yes. So... Take it's it away. interesting, but we don't know that right away because you see right. the female lead come on in the modern era and you're like, oh, she was reincarnated too. Reincarnation is happening right now. I know. <laughs> so you see that the girl looks exactly alike in the modern and so you think she's been reincarnated too, but that's not the truth because the ghost of Shanti is still stuck in the theater where she was murdered. And so it's really interesting how they flesh that out to the very end, because it's definitely part of the finale. But the premise is Shanti is burned by her secret husband who wants to marry someone else that has lots of money. And she says, you can't, I'm pregnant. Why are you doing this? And so he's pissed off because she can't be a cash cow if she's pregnant and married. And so he ends up murdering her, burning her alive in the set of one of the movies he was making with her and goes off and marries the rich girl who owns all of the the TV station. And so our leading man, yes, our leading man is in love with Shanti And he's going to give her up because she's in love and married and pregnant. But he sees her being murdered and tries to stop the murder. And then he ends up dying at the same time. Right. And so he's reincarnated into a baby that's being born immediately right after the the murders. And grows up in this wealthy, affluent family, becoming a famous actor. Yeah. He, his parents... His dad is actually an actor. So he, um, they had all just had a big party and slimy husband tricks Shanti into going to the set and he's telling her everything that she can't have now because she's going to ruin it. And he sets the building on fire and um, our lead is trying to save her, and Slimy X's thugs kill him. It's horrible. It, it, it really makes you sad to watch. And you're extremely connected to both of these characters by the time they die. So again, so it's not nice. a wham-bam death kind of thing. No, she is so nice, and she is... So she's this famous actress, and he's just like a side character. But he saved her at on set one time. He saves her, 
And she just thinks that he's just the sweetest guy. And she they become friends. And it's not... There's there's nothing uncomfortable about this relationship. He worships yeah. her, but he maintains the boundaries that he should maintain. Yes. And he wants what's best for her. So right. even, you know, when his crush is not re like he does she doesn't feel the same way, he backs off. He's going to let her get married and but then tragedy happens. Right. So then we have our modern day where he's <laughs> kind of like a spoiled brat. Oh, he's totally he's playboy. Yeah. A he's an entitled Ill, playboy. But a and so here he is and these memories start coming back to him as he's winning awards. And he goes back to film a music video or something on a set that was the old uh, filming stages from the 70s that had been burned. And so right. they needed kind of a apocalyptic looking place. And that was where they went. And all of these past memories start popping into his head. And so he's starting to remember his past life. So did we feel like the reincarnation story worked for us? Yeah, it worked for me. I mean... I loved it. I loved that his memories come back. I loved that his friend and his mom in his past life knew that that's who he was and their memories of him. So they all reconnect in a weird <laughs> kind of reconnection with their reincarnated son and bestie. And they're all out for revenge against the now supposedly like 50, 60 year old guy who killed Shanti. And so they're re resetting up the whole Shanti movie and messing with his brain, which in why the the girl, the lookalike girl comes into play because she keeps popping up and making him feel guilty and terrified that he's being haunted. So I thought this was fabulous. The reincarnation story, number one, Instead of making it a lonely story, which a lot of them are, where someone's reincarnated and no one recognizes what's happened, um, his mother sees him and recognizes him. And at first, he doesn't he doesn't know what to do, and then he shows up and his he admits what who he is and his mother's joy. At seeing her son, his best friend's joy, they immediately accept this as truth. He looks just oh, like yeah. himself. And he has all the same memories. And our our girl, she looks exactly like Shanti. But here's but the kicker. She's his biggest fan. Yeah. She is his biggest fan. And she'll do anything because she loves him. Yeah. So it's a twist of the story because... In the past, he was Shanti's biggest fan, had posters of her everywhere, just worshipped the ground that she walked on. And now this actress, who's just as cute as she could possibly be, Shanti was sexy and sensuous and very mature. But this other actress, she's 
popping her bubble gum. She's got her mama with her. She just cute. She is very cute. And she's she worships him and and like she starts and the the hero worship changes. She is like in love with him by the time we are done because now she knows who the real him who he really is. Yeah. Don't and, ever tell anybody that I teach English because my grammar is horrific. <laughs> and before we get into discussing the final revenge, I think we need to talk about the musical numbers in this show, which oh, are fabulous. spectacular. Oh, my oh, they're word. they're so good. Like, they just make my heart, like, burst. They're so much fun. Like, from the beginning one where they're superimposing the main girl into all of these classic movies and the dance sequences. It's so much fun to see them. And then we have Om Shanti Om dance sequence, which is awesome. And it has a so many um, cameos from all of the male leads past uh, movies. They all are coming through and performing and it's this giant, big dance number at like an Oscars party. It's, it's so like you were invited fun. in. I mean, you feel like you've been invited in with them. It feels fun and intimate. And I just, I love a good Bollywood dance scene. And this one has some of the best. And not only do they have those, but the final revenge scene is also a dance sequence and I love it. I I admit I even loved it more like the second and third time I watched because you see it's kind of very Phantom of the Opera feeling and I just adored the whole, you know, this is exactly what happened to the point of him burning her alive and all this stuff and, you know, showing the world how horrible this man is. It was such a great dance number and it felt very, very storytelling as the song progressed. See, and that's what I was going to say is Indian movies use the songs to progress the story. There's no lagging in an Indian movie because They'll have song, they'll have the songs, they'll have the dances. All of it tells you what's happened and tells you what's to come. And once you adjust to that, because we don't break out, well, you don't break out in song, I do. <laughs> um, it's It really works. And, you know, the final revenge, was it revenge enough? I think so. I'm going to tell you that watching this sleazy, slimy, horrible man be punished by his ex-wife, she shows up. Yeah, because she's, she's, she's been there. haunting the... the she's, tra- she's been trapped because she was, she was trapped inside. And I, I love the fact that she gets justice. I wanted her to have justice so bad. And I think that we could always, I th- not always, I think we could say it's not revenge, it's justice. Yeah. Because I think she gets justice. Yeah. And I like that she gets it. It's not the guy doing it for her. Oh, no. She's, 
He, She's definitely the one that takes the final blow. All he does is is get all the players in place. Cause he doesn't he doesn't even realize that she's still there. Nobody does. Yeah. There are a few little things that happen and everyone thinks that it's just kind of creepy accidents and nobody realizes that Shanti is there and she is ready for retribution. Yep. Again, absolute superb movie. I will definitely be watching this yearly. It's so oh. much fun. Final question. Would we change anything? No. I loved it. No. Like, it was yeah, perfection. It was perfection. So let's talk about our next discovery because we have one movie that I already had on my list that I was all for whenever came, you suggested it. And then we have job. We met, which is the next one that we're going to talk about. And came, you watched it and told me I was going to love it. And then our final is one that I discovered and we'll talk about yes. that later. So let's talk about job. We met. It says, you know, a depressed, wealthy businessman finds his life changing after he meets a spunky and carefree young woman. That's not really the synopsis. Um, we've well, got a guy. Without spoilers, that's a good spoiler-free synopsis. But we've got a guy who feels like his whole world is over. And he meets a woman who is trying to restart her life. She has decided to throw off the shackles of the life that she grew up in and just embrace love. <laughs> and they end up um, kind of being caretakers to each other, which it has all the best tropes. If you love a good trope, this has your tropes. Very true. There's very and few tropes that it does not have. <laughs> If you can, if you can think of a trope, there's no amnesia. That's true. There's no amnesia, but everything else is there. Yeah. So, all right. First impression. I started watching this and I loved the, the actress. She's definitely the first thing that caught my attention because she's so animated when she speaks and moves and just when she's conversing, she's always just, again, animated. There's not a word that better describes how she's always moving and there's this energy. And I loved her so much. And it just kind of went through there. And because she's so animated, you're like, that totally makes sense that she, he's like sucked into her orbit because she's that type of person. And I feel like as a viewer, we're also sucked into the orbit that is that girl. That's one of my favorite tropes is whenever you have two people who seem like the polar opposites and you realize that they complement each other because one of them needs to see the world through excited eyes again. And one of them needs someone to appreciate their vivacity. Mm -hmm. Is that spoiler free enough? Yeah, 
Let's call okay. it free. There was no specifics. So let's chat about the pros. One of the pros that I really noticed is I really like the director of this movie. He's really good at keeping movement and action as our OTP goes through meeting on a train, getting off of a train, and going kind of on their adventure of life. It's always moving. The characters are moving. Everything's flowing about them. I really enjoyed it. Later on, we get some amazing visuals of the Alps that make me want to go visit. And so I really like that the director really sucked us into the story with the way he's filming everything. I'm going to also say that we don't always have an understanding of life and culture. And you don't realize how treasured women are as like and and let me say this um in this movie you really get the feel that our main character is everything to her family and she just takes that for granted and you really but you really get the feel of family you really get the feel of what it takes to forgive. And I liked that part of it because the storytelling in this, I thought was really well done. And the, the romance is believable. It's very believable. The well, romance like in this is extremely. It starts, it starts out as friendship, not just, Oh wow. He's hot. You know, it definitely is one of those slow, progressive romances, and it was great. And I just, I really felt like that was well done. I really felt like that was well done. What about the cons? I'm going to say there weren't enough songs. I might actually agree. There was just the one on their way to um, the Alps that and I really remember. Yeah. There could definitely have been more songs. Now, listeners, we're going to be chatting spoilers. So, be prepared. Go away. Come back. Yep. So, the OTP's journey and (laughs) transitioning of life outlooks. Did we like how the story unfolded? I thought it was great. They meet on a train. She is someone who has always been lucky in life. She's adored by her family. And even down to the fact that every time she's running late for the train, she always makes it on. She's always going to get what she wants. And she's want, right now what she wants is she wants her boyfriend who is of a different faith. She's Hindu. He's Muslim. And she has decided she's going to leave her family and she's going to run away and marry him. She set herself up for this. She's like, I'm going to come back and ask for forgiveness. They'll take me back. It'll be fine. And while she's on the train, she meets a man who has just been 
beat down. He's yeah. in charge of a business he doesn't want to have anything to do with. He just went to the wedding of his ex-girlfriend who he was madly in love with. And he is on this train to nowhere because he doesn't even know where he's going. Trying well, to he's depressed. He wanted to right. kill himself. Right. Yes. So he's he just he doesn't care about anything. And he gets off the train and she sees that he gets off the train. So she hops off the train because they're just at a random stop. And she's trying to get him back on. And she's just in her pajamas. He's got all his stuff because that's what he came on the train with. He didn't even have any bag. And so suddenly the train's gone and she's missed the train. And it disrupts the entire flow of everything for her because now she's missed a train for the first time in her life. And they proceed through trying to make their way to the town where her boyfriend lives. Through this time period, he becomes more alive and she just continues on as she is, really. Yeah. Well, but I liked how I liked how it unfolded. It it well, felt the storytelling was good. It was. And what I loved is again, she realizes how depressed she he is, keeps him from committing suicide, drags him back in. And I think that's why she went after him when he was got off the train cuz she's like, you know, this was going to go really dark and maybe right. he needs someone to pull him back. And so it's it was even more in depth than just, oh, I missed the train. But I also love how eventually things don't work out with her the way she expects them to. The man she wants to marry wasn't really giving her a second thought. He had gone on with his life and she wasn't a part of it. And when she discovers that, she goes into a deep depression. Right. And the the leading man who had been lifted up because of her example and her joy of life. He had gone back to work, made changes in his life, became a positive, uplifting person. He is contacted by her parents who haven't heard from her at all. And he goes in search of her and finds her at her lowest and is able to Help her get closure and bring her out of the depression, just like she brought him. And I loved how that transition of both of their lives shifted around. So we came in a full circle to where they could eventually meet in the middle, both in a better place. Yeah, I, I love the fact that they saw each other at the best and worst parts of their life. Yeah. And they did it out of friendship. It, I mean, he was in love with her by the time he found her in a depression, but he never really brought that forth. He was definitely there as a friend. And so I love that it wasn't just this epic, oh, we're in love. It's all flowers and sausages. La-di-da. It was definitely friendship first and towards the end turned into romance. Right. So and on that 
a romance? Did it, the movie work for us? There was there was there enough mo- romance? And I felt there was. You don't like neither of them were in a spot in their lives where they could connect really with each other for the first two thirds of the movie. You know. And I love that the whole time she was trying to marry him off to like what her sister or her cousin. I can't remember it's the family cousin. relation, um, but yeah. So but she was literally sisters. trying to marry him off to a good girl. <laughs> Cause she was ignoring the chemistry. They had sparks like sparking everywhere. Grandpa even saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she brought him home to the parents and she's like, oh, no, we're just friends. And she's all like, yeah, just friends, you know. <laughs> I love but. the romance in this. I felt like, you know, at first you just see two people who are are just trying to make it make it to their destination. And then you realize he is willing to do whatever it takes for her to be happy. And here's the kicker. She is little Susie Sunshine, but no one has ever done anything to make her happy. She has had to go and fight for what she wants. And that's, you know, she she wants something, she gets it, she works hard for it. And she just is devastated when her boyfriend doesn't want her. Yeah. She's done all of these things. She's made all of these plans. And, and he's just not, he's cowardly. And so the the way that she realizes that he's not the one is through the sacrifice of our lead. But they keep getting thrown together as a couple, and her family's not accepting anything less. Yeah. And yeah. it is just fabulous. It is it is such a good um you realize the moment that she knows that he's the one and you're like, thank God, girl. Good job. Well, and it's so rare nowadays that we get these really great romantic comedies and just romantic moments that make your heart pitter patter. And this is definitely a movie that is full of that. All right. So let's shift gears here. (laughs) Huge shift. (laughs) Big shift. Big, big shift. So this morning, um, I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I have a text message from KMUs and she's like, well, you know, I don't know about watching this other movie. It looks good, but I don't know. I've got a lot going on. And I, so I had had this movie called Kahani pop up in my recommendations And it's about a pregnant woman's search for her missing husband and how it takes her from London to Kolkata. And everyone she questions denies having ever met him. Sorry for my dogs in the background. (laughs) So I am like told I have been, this has been the summer of murder mysteries and crime stories for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always loved them, but I was like, Ooh, this looks good. And so I pressed play and I was like 20 minutes in and I'm texting KMUs. I'm like, you got to watch this. This is really good. So um, then she's watching it and we're on the little chat and she's like, it's the best. 
It so, is very good. This is a darker story, not a rom-com. It, no. And even the slightest bit, it's more of like a, a mystery thriller type story. But not um, gory. It's, it's not gritty. Gory. Yeah, it's gritty. It's very gritty. Um, and we go from the job we met where it's beautiful land and farmland and houses to basically back alleys and areas of town that um, people are living in very cramped close quarters. It's a different side of what we normally see. And there are no songs. No. Because this is serious. Yes. So, K-Muse, tell me all about your first impression. Well, I had actually had multiple people tell me that I had to watch this. So it was on my very, very, very long to watch Indian movie list. So it was there. (laughs) It just, I just hadn't gotten to it. Um, But I, it definitely had come heavily recommended. So when you said, let's watch this, I was like, oh yeah, that's on my list. Sure. This is awesome. So I pushed play. And the first thing that I recognized is the directing was amazing so impactful like every time the leads walk down a street there's so much to catch your eye so much culture so much just the vibe it was just a 100% vibe movie very noir very suspenseful just in the feeling of the community they're in I loved it I have to agree a hundred percent. This the cinematography in this was amazing. It's it's so it's so gritty. Um, you have this pregnant woman, and she is coming from London, where she wears just regular, you know regular clothes and she's now in India and everyone's in saris and she's having, she dresses differently. Um, It's a different culture for her. So she's Indian, but she's British Indian. And this isn't her world. This isn't where she's grown up and her husband grew up here and that's why she's there. Um, I loved the storytelling in this. I the, That was what caught me right off the bat. Right off the bat. We just start off with a literal bang. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I've never watched. I've always watched romances. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just. I was hooked from the like the very beginning. It's got the perfect hook. Yeah. No, it's so good. And let's chat prose. I love the type of suspense this was. It's a suspense that a lot of people can watch. It's not gory. It's not jump scares. You're not going to feel uncomfortable watching this. And for that matter, my husband and my daughter were sitting in the room and they actually watched the whole thing with me. And they're not big on international cinema And so for them to like sit through a whole movie is a big deal. And all three of us came out of the show really enjoying the twists, the turns, 
it was just very exciting and very unique. I didn't guess a lot of what was going on. And so it was just a really fun show to watch. So I'm like watching this and apparently there's a Kahani too that I need to check out. Um, this won several awards and I just, the, the pros for me. Yeah. I can't, I can't talk it's more about how fabulous this was. The cons. I can Yeah. Again, can't think of a con for what the genre is. It's perfection. I was totally entranced and invested and it even at the very end i was like what oh yeah what? it was such a good twist um uh, yeah all right yeah. so let's take this into spoiler territory spoiler. because again this is a movie that you can't talk a lot about without spoiling it so go watch it and then come listen to us talk about it um, so our heroine is in Calcutta because her husband took a, he's, he's, he's an international worker and he took a job and he was going to leave London, go to work in India for a little bit and then come back home. No big deal. She's pregnant. She's encouraging him to go. She's supportive of his work. It's great. But he's gone. And she's trying to find him. He so, just do what? He just disappeared. He just like, disappears. No contact after just suddenly. So. And nobody knows his name. Yeah. Like, he, she's, he's she's a ghost. So, she gives his name. Nobody knows her name. She goes to the pl- she goes to where he worked, and they say he kind of sounds like this other guy, but this other guy hasn't been seen for two years. So everywhere that she goes along the step of the way, suddenly people start dying. There's this mild mannered, funky assassin. assassin. His name is Bob, and he looks like your neighbor that measures his yard with a ruler. Oh yeah. I mean, Bob is the most unassuming assassin ever. Um, and my question here on on our on our thing is creepy or annoying? I think he's creepy because he looks like your neighbor. He looks harmless. Except yeah. whenever like he kills and then he makes the sign of the cross and he goes all bug-eyed. <laughs> There's a lot of really good deaths in the show. He's one of them. The terrorist attack is another one where a whole subway of people just die. It, there's some really good deaths that have to be solved. And it's definitely a positive in this show. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to just say, so do you remember the usual suspects? Yeah. It's very much the yeah. usual suspects. It is. Trying to and, solve a huge crime by finding little pieces. And it is, uh, I love that. Because I am in, like, this is the summer of mystery for me. 
So our leading lady is a total complete badass that gets things done. Discuss. I love how confident she is. She knows that something's going on and she is going to find out and she's going to utilize the police, the people in the neighborhoods, everything in and around. She's going to figure out what is going on and solve where her husband is, or at least so we think. And so the whole show is just her pushing people to look for her husband because she is not going to accept defeat on this. She shows up and the first place that she goes is the police station. Yes. Where she proceeds to create a relationship with the police and she works with computers. So she is fully prepared to hack into anything that she needs to do to find whatever she needs to find. But, oh, my gosh, they're not computers in the places that her husband's been. She's having to go through paper trails and figure out how to get yep. into places. And she's freaking pregnant. Like, she's big pregnant. She's seven months long. And, you know, she's not steady on her feet. She's She is just struggling with life here. And yeah. she's... She's going through all of the things that he has told her because she's remembering everything because that's what you do when somebody in your life disappears. You remember everything. And she was she is going to make things happen. And they keep and like people come from out of nowhere, like the assassin um, and other people trying to intimidate her and make her just go home. She is not going home without her husband. Yeah. Which leads us to the twist. So, the final twist. twist? Were we expecting it or did us take us or did it take us by surprise? Was it well executed? Well, the twist is that the movie opens with a terrorist attack on a train. And we have um, some kind of noxious gas and we have a man on the train and this man is looking for a bag and he's checking bags he's trying to figure out which bag that this this gas could possibly be in and unfortunately it's in a bottle a baby's bottle that breaks everybody on the train dies so the twist of this is that the man that our heroine has been looking for is actually not her husband. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It's the terrorist that caused all of the deaths on this train. It's the terrorist. So So what happened is that her husband was the officer, the international um, agent agent that was trying to find and save everyone. And he dies on this train, and she is heavily pregnant, and she goes to see his body, and she collapses and loses her baby. While she is recovering, his boss shows up and basically lays everything out for her as to what was going on, and they cook up a plan, and two years later, 
she shows up with the same story as her real story. So she has real facts. Like she has real true facts to hold on to here. But she is out for vengeance. She is out for justice. Well, and And she replaces her wedding photo, the face of her husband. She puts a slightly altered face of the terrorist. So people start thinking, oh, well, maybe it's this guy. So all these people are searching and she's digging up information about this supposed terrorist rather than her husband because they're all like, oh, well, maybe he went by a different name. Oh, it's even better because now they think that somebody has got her husband because her husband looks like this guy. Yes. So she uses all of the special, like this Indian CIA, and she uses the cops and everybody and all these underworld people to lure out this terrorist so she can murder him and avenge her husband's death. And it's just absolutely spectacular. It is so good. She's not pregnant. It's a fake pregnancy. So she's everyone trusts a pregnant woman is the concept. And so she uses that to fool everybody into doing all the work for her and finding this terrorist. And it is spectacular. She's so deep in character. She's sleeping with the belly on. She is so deep in character. And she's, she is like, Every ounce of her being is in this because she she loved her husband. Yeah. And she wants to, to take care of this. And there's a police officer that's been helping her. And he's also a part of the CIA. And they were trying to use her to find this guy, not realizing that she had them playing straight into her hands. And it gets to the point... To where the best part of it is they even give her her disguise to escape and they don't even know it. Yeah, it was so good. And so, so good. I cried. I, I, I was so emotionally invested in this. I boohooed. I was <laughs> so, like, yeah, I had this huge sense of relief. When it was over, like, I was like, girl, go home and and live your life now. Um, yeah. It was, oh, I thought I thought it was so well executed. Again, agree. So well executed. I'd guessed one or two things, but most of it was a complete surprise. And it was so enjoyable. So highly recommend. I totally recommend watching this. Which brings us to out of the three movies we watched, which would you recommend for newbies to the Bollywood scene? So for people that have not watched any Bollywood yet. Om Shanti Om. (laughs) Just kick them into the deep end, huh? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It's vibrant enough, I think, to keep people interested. Yes. Oh, now you have me debating. I was going to say Kahani. Because I think it would connect with international viewers the easiest. And kind of give them that little taste of Bollywood without dumping them in the deep end. So I'm going to say Kahani just because I think it has more universal like similarities to other types of film. So 
I'm going to say Kahani. Okay. So now, I think we know the answer to this, but if we only had to choose one to watch over and over, which would it be? Om Shanti Om. Om Shanti Om. Oh, yeah. So, so. as much as I think you should start with Kahani, you got to move to Om Shanti Om and join us in our yearly rewatch because it's a delight. I'm singing it in my head. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> And on that note, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. If you enjoyed that we were kind of diving away into a new part of Asia, uh, you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. And as always, the links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. Give us a shout out if you have any other Indian movies that you've seen on Netflix that we should try. 